When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Is the Dan Grasser Show. How is Brian Dayball going to round out this step? Mike Kafka is already getting interest. You've already lost two of your coordinators. To have to replace all three, that might be a lot. Jordan Renan. He didn't want to come back for another round of duty with the Giants. But the Giants kind of forced his hand on that, too. Wink Martindale, they knew he was never going to stay once they fired. You got to chop, chop the guy's legs off. Like, they, you know he was there at that point. So. Wink Martindale's a good coach, but you know what? Every coach, they all have an expiration date. He had one in Baltimore, and I guess his came a little bit sooner here with the New York football giant. So now they got to go out there and find somebody to run this defense. Who, who Who's that going to be? I have no idea. This is the Dan Grosser Show. I'm from Saskatchewan. Born and raised. What's that about? On 98.7 ESPN. It's like I fell out of Saskatchewan, right? Fell right out of there. Sound like a local. Final hour of the show for us on a Wednesday. Dan Grasso vehicle right here on 9870 ESPN. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number at Dan Grasso's where you can get me on X. Harvey and Joe producing the program. We'll take it till 9. Then it's Gordon and Larry. Larry and Gordon going to take it the rest of the way. Um, good job by the Knicks. Seriously. Last night against the Portland Trailblazers, probably as thorough a, a, a trashing as they've done of any opponent in any team really all season. I mean, they, they got a biggest lead of up to 39 in that game. And, and they, you know, they left little doubt, which is what you're supposed to do against some, some of these inferior clubs. And the schedule makers finally, even though the schedule's been made, but you know, you get what I'm saying. You know, schedule makers are finally giving the Knicks a little bit of a pass here because October, November, December, that was a gauntlet for them in what they had to do with all these road trips. Remember, the Knicks have played the fewest. They were tied. Going into that game last night, they were tied with the Atlanta Hawks for the fewest home games in the NBA up to this point. So it all evens out. You're going to be playing a lot more at the Garden coming up. The opponents are going to be a little bit more conducive than the ones that you've seen so far this year. They've played eight back-to-backs already. And we're not even technically halfway through the season. They've played 37 games. They've played eight sets of back-to-backs. Guys, they only play three more the rest of the year. So it's really working in their favor. And now is the time you got to start stacking these victories. Like last night, they went into the game in a five-way tie for fourth place. Five-way tie in the Eastern Conference. Now they're all by themselves in fourth place after everything played itself out the way that it did. So gain some separation, Right? You took care of business against Philly the other night, which was huge, on the road, and did it convincingly. That is the next team in your sights. And I'm not getting crazy. I know when this trade was made, I'm not going to backtrack over what I said. I still think that this is a precursor of another move or two still to come for this team, whether it's before the deadline in February or whether we got to wait till the summertime for something really big to happen. I still think more is in the offing. But there's no way you could watch this team in over the last handful of games and say that they are not better, right? They're a better, more well-constructed basketball team than they were before this trade. OG Ananobi fits better than what R.J. Barrett 
was asked to do for this team. You now have you now have somebody that is part of the starting five that does not need the basketball in his hands to contribute. He is now your number one defender. You can put him on the number one on the other team, and he will relish that assignment. Now, look, I get it. I'm not going to go crazy. Aside from that Washington, or excuse me, the Philadelphia game on Friday night, you know, they haven't exactly played world beaters since the trade. I know the Minnesota was the first game on New Year's Day. I get it, but that's a tough start. Matinee, New Year's Day, you know, think about it. You got a you got a Timberwolves team on the road in New York City on New Year's Eve. You don't think that they were having a good time the night before that game? You know, some of those guys probably like rolled right into town from or rolled right back in from whatever club they were at on New Year's Eve, and they walked right onto the bus to go from the hotel to Madison Square Garden. But you know what? A win is a win. They all count the same. But I'm really liking what I'm seeing so far. Now. I still am not a thousand percent convinced that the bench is all what it needs to be moving forward as far as a secondary scoring punch, because I still need to see a little bit more from Quentin Grimes that he's going to be consistent enough in what he's done over the last handful of games, whether it's shooting the three ball better, whether it's still just scoring double figures, right? Dante DiVincenzo moving him into the starting lineup. He's a guy that... He's not somebody that needs to have the ball in his hands constantly to just fit in or his game is going to go, you know, off the reservation if he's not getting his looks or he's not getting his touches. That's why that move was made. But this team now is 15 and 1 against squads with losing records. They're beating the teams they are supposed to beat. That's all you can ask for. Because you're not going to be playing elite competition the rest of the season. You got to take advantage of those opportunities. And in case you're just joining us, I mentioned it earlier in the show. They're playing a Dallas team tomorrow night, which is not going to have Luka Doncic. He's already been ruled out of this game. That is a major, major opportunity for the Knicks in a game. You know, remember, the Dallas game was one of maybe like the two or three leading up to the trade deadline in February where you looked at it and said, oh, Dallas on the road, that one's pretty tough. Philadelphia was one of those games on Friday night, and they still got the job done. That's what's encouraging about this. You know, you're going to play Memphis on Saturday. No John Morant. You know, John Morant, when he came back and was playing for the Grizzlies the last few weeks, guess what? They look like a team, and as I said back when he returned, that's a team I wouldn't want to see the rest of the way. And that was a team that could crash the playoff party in the Western Conference, which would be like that team that nobody would want to play out West. But now he injured his shoulder. And he's missing in action. So now you go on this little mini two-game road trip. No Luka in Dallas. No John Morant in Memphis. Why can't you win both of those games? Memphis is a horrible home team even with John Morant in the lineup, when he was in the lineup. So it's all coming together for this basketball team. And now we were sitting there setting our sights on, well, maybe the ceiling is the four seed. Yet home court advantage in the first round. Well, why stop now at four? Why can't you challenge to maybe finish in that top three? If you're going to keep playing like this, and I know that they're going to hit a road bump here and they're going to lose some games. I, I, I get all that stuff. I get it. I get it. I get it. But you got to be thrilled in what you see. They're starting to establish a home court advantage when they get an opportunity to freaking play at home, which seems like never, right? But you take care of business. You're going to have a lot of home games the rest of the way. You guys see what OG Ananobi's like plus minus numbers are? 
since he came here? I mean, again, it's like video game stuff. It's not going to stay that way, but it's a plus 111 through five games. Plus 111. Deuce McBride giving you a little bit of pop here. Now essentially being your backup to Jalen Brunson. You're not going to ask him to do a heck of a lot. Brunson's still going to play a lot of minutes. But geez, if Deuce could do what he's been doing. There's still another move to be made, though. There's still another move. And I think the only question is, when you're talking about the Knicks, is it going to be before the deadline? Or are we going to be waiting until the summer? Here was Tom Thibodeau after the game last night. How good it was for OG to have a game like that at home. Yeah, it was great. Great. Just good rhythm. You know, a very aggressive early. I thought the defensive activity to start the game was real good. Uh, we got some turnovers, got into the open floor. Then I thought our guys did a really good job of attacking the zone, you know, getting into the gaps and then making plays for each other. So they created advantages and they shared the ball. And then I thought we, we were tied together defensively. So the rebounding was good. You know, we got careless at, you know, at the end of the half and then in the fourth quarter with the turnovers. Isaiah Hartenstein on the team's chemistry. Uh, yeah, it's definitely great. I mean, I think we have a we have a great group of guys that um, are unselfish. I think um, people are giving up on offense and defense right now. And so I think um, just having that chemistry going on right now, I think it's been uh, great for us. And we just want to keep building on it and not and just keep taking steps forward. I just want to monitor his minutes, too. Sounded like I'm coaching the team, but I, I mean, realistically. See, last night was one of those games because it was a laugher. They got a lot of the starters off their feet in the fourth quarter. You know, Brunson, Randall, those guys barely even played. But Hartenstein is somebody that, you know, in a perfect world, you wouldn't want him starting, okay? But before last night, I mean, he's out there playing between like 35 and 40 minutes a night. That's a lot. Because I think eventually, as this season drags on, if he's going to be logging that many minutes, I think you're going to start to see some diminishing returns on that front. And he's too valuable for this team right now, given where they are at that center position. They do not have a lot of options. So that could be an area they look to bulk up a little bit more before the deadline. 800-919-3776, that is the telephone number. We come back, we get some calls in here. And as I said a little while ago, one of the great airing of grievances that you'll hear from an NBA coach, at least this day and age, happened last night. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. 
Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. Tomorrow, we Harvey, what do we have tomorrow? We have, what, 90 minutes before the Knicks game? Yes. Okay, so 6.30 to 8 o'clock. And then we have the Knicks game, Knicks-Dallas. Friday morning, I'm waking up really early, and I'm going to hang out with Dave in the morning show. So we'll Why see how that, that goes. What's that? Why is that? Because I was asked. There were three wise men that appeared on, at my door. They knocked, and they said, you will work with Dave on Friday morning. And they came bearing gifts and fruits. And I said, take a seat, boys. And so, yeah, that was the prophecy. Friday morning and then Monday morning, too. But we get the weekend sandwiched in between. Because you need the weekend to recover from Friday and then have at it again on Monday. So Friday, we set the scene for Wild Card Weekend. Monday, we come back. Recapping Wild Card Weekend. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. You have to get some sleep, though. It's real early. And that coffee better come through for me. Coffee's key. You have any coffee today, Harv? I did, and it was awful for me, man. Why? Where'd you get it from? No, I did it at home, but it was the aftermath that really messed me up. Should I even ask? No, if I got, I just put it plain and simple. Just the aftermath was not good for me. Well, when you say the aftermath, was this like like a bodily function, or was this like a cleanup situation in the coffee prep area? Like what happened? No, it was bodily. Okay, yeah, I think we I think we covered uh, all bases there. That's good. Once again, Don, your poop screed is not sponsored. <laughs> maybe Harvey's will be. Maybe just maybe. All right. So last night. I can't wait to hear this again because I've watched this like 800 times and it gets funnier and funnier each time I watch it. So last night, Toronto Raptors were playing the Lakers out in L.A. Wild, wacky game. Toronto's hanging around. And it was one of those games where like each team decided not to really play defense, which happens pretty much on a nightly basis in the NBA. In the fourth quarter especially, and and the game was in L.A., Okay, so the Lakers were the home team. For the game, (laughs) I can't believe this is real. For the game, the Toronto Raptors, R.J. Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly's Toronto Raptors, only attempted 13 free throws. For the game, four quarters, 48 minutes, eight for 13 from the free throw line. In the fourth quarter alone, the Los Angeles Lakers attempted 23 free throws. Just in the fourth quarter. 23 in the fourth quarter. The Raptors 13 the entire game. So, Darko Ryakovich, who is the head coach of the Toronto Raptors in his first season at the helm, trying to keep this thing together, challenges. You know, they're in a little bit of a transition period with Toronto, and they think he is the guy that's going to be best to mine the store for him. So, his team loses a game last night. It was a tough loss. Right, The refs went against them in the fourth quarter, and they lose by a point. It was 132-131 to 131 was the final. So here's Darko, Coach Darko, sitting down to do his post-game press conference with the media. Take a listen to this. Start right over with, like, a dish out with 23 
Thank you, Doug. That's 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 outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. This is shame. Shame for the referees. Shame for the league to allow this. 23 free throws for them, and we get two free throws in in the fourth quarter. Like how to play the game? I all I understand uh, respect for all stars and all that, but we have star players on our team as well. How's possible as Scotty Barnes, who is all star caliber player in this league? He goes every single time to the rim with force and trying to get get uh, to the, to the rim without flopping and and not trying to get foul calls he gets two uh, free throws for the whole game how's that possible how are you gonna explain it that, that, that to me they had to win tonight if that's if that's the case just let us know so we don't show up for the game just give them a win but that, that was not fair tonight and this is not happening first time for us scotty barnes is gonna be all-star he's gonna be the face of this league and what, what's happening over here during whole season i've been calling you back it's a complete crap what was that, coach? It's a complete crap. Now, here's what we're going to do in the time that we have left on our show today. Because technically the holiday season is over. So I don't know if it's still technically the season of giving. But here's what we're going to do for our friend Coach Darko. All right. Who you could tell, he really cares and really wants to win. I don't know if they do this via email, via text. Via snail mail, the good old USPS. Like, you get a letter in the mail. But Darko's going to get a letter from the NBA. Or some sort of a document. And there will be a fine on said document. And he will be a little bit lighter in the wallet. So what we're going to do is we're going to start like a little mini GoFundMe on this show for the rest of the time we have allotted tonight to try to raise as much funds as possible for Coach Darko. Because you know what? I applaud everything that he just said. I do. He took matters into his own hands, and he knows that he's not been a head coach as long as some of these other guys in the NBA. And I understand that, and 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 much to his chagrin, I'm sure, and he thinks the world of Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes is not at the same level <laughs> as LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Breaking news, right? I mean, Scotty Barnes, you know, has had a nice little start to his career. He was a rookie of the year, but he's not those guys. And I, I appreciate a coach sticking up for his players and all that stuff. But, I mean, come on, man. You can't sit there and say, I got Scotty Barnes on my team, so we should be a little bit more equal when it comes to the free throw disparity. I this don't, is shame. Yeah, it's a shame. And you know what else it is? Forget about a shame. It's a complete crap. Exactly. But Scotty Barnes is a star player. Scotty Barnes is the face of the NBA or one of the faces of the NBA. Harvey, let me ask you a question. If you're walking down the street in this fine city and you see Scotty Barnes pass you, would you have any idea that it was Scotty Barnes? No. Joe? Not a clue. Me too. Three for three. I don't think that makes us bad NBA fans. I just think that Scotty Barnes isn't as popular as LeBron James and Anthony Davis. Not his fault. It's not his, no, it's not his fault. I mean, maybe if Scotty Barnes was walking down the street in Toronto... Maybe he gets recognized. But if it happens here, I don't think it happens. If it happens in most NBA cities, I don't think it happens. Scotty Barnes was walking down the street in L.A. when they were in town. Like if he went to go grab lunch in the afternoon or something before the game, I don't think he's getting recognized. Maybe the Knicks should trade for him. Why, so we have like incognito guys in the city? Maybe. Nah, I don't think that would happen. They would already made a, a deal with Toronto. What's that? Would he be a better interview than uh, OG? It was awkward last night. Yeah, it was bad. It was rough. 
Yeah, let me hold this mic real quick so I can answer the question. Yeah, so, like, Rebecca's talking to um, OG on MSG last night after the game, and, like, she's asking the question, and, like, OG, like, grabs the microphone from her hands to give his, like, you know, 10-word answer. That's all right. You know what? They're paying him to play basketball, not to sit there and give a soliloquy after every single game. But, yeah, it was a little rough watching the, the visual. Like, I don't know why he needed to, like, hold the microphone. Like, right now, but I'm not holding the microphone. Because the microphone's holding itself, but I'm not holding it. Like I wouldn't sit there and just like grab the microphone and talk. Because that would be... It's a complete crap. That's what it would be. 800-919-3776. And by the way, did you see Kawhi Leonard? He's a richer individual this morning. Three, or as of this morning, three, uh, three years, $152 million extended by the Clippers. Remember, part of the thing that made the Clippers so interesting and so dangerous this year, and certainly the way that they've played is that all three of those big dudes, Kawhi, Paul George, James Harden, they were playing for contracts this year. And that's why I wouldn't put anything past them this year, and I would make them a good bet to maybe go very, very, very far once the postseason rolls around because they're all paying for big money or playing for big money. Kawhi's got his already. A, I'm curious to see if that's going to have any sort of an impact on his performance down the stretch and how that factors into the team as well because if they stay healthy, they're dangerous. They really and truly are. 800-919-3776. Let's say hi to Richard in Manhattan, if he is still there. Richard, how are you? Hi, Dan. You know, the Clippers have four Hall of Famers, so don't ever underestimate that. Uh, as far as the Knicks yesterday, yes. they got 43 minutes, 33 points, six rebounds, and three steals from Grimes and McBride. Those are superstar numbers. It's just, come, it's just coming in two players. You get that close every night. The Knicks don't have to do anything. They got 23 rebounds at the at the center spot yesterday between Hartenstein and the. Uh, but you know what it is, though, Rich. Real quick, you know what the problem yeah. is, though, is that the but Portland stinks. And, you know, like, you could get away with that against them, but when you play, like, good competition, I don't know if that's a formula that's conducive for winning night in, night out. Brunson had 12 points last night, and they still won by 28. They're 5-0 and after the trade. What, does that ever happen, a big trade, and the team goes 5-0? and I mean, I don't care who you trade for. That's something to look at. This, this team is playing great. I don't think they need anything. Let this, they've got nine strong, nine deep right now. And uh, I, I don't even know why we're talking about Mitchell Robinson. He's done. He's done for the year. That's it. Forget about Mitchell Well, Robinson. nobody talked about Mitchell Robinson. Yeah. No, but I'm just saying, even no. to refer to him, he's, that's it. What they have now is enough, and uh, just give these guys a chance. And the other kid that they got, the third kid in the uh, trade, he played yesterday for the first time. Let's see what he can do. All these guys, you got to give them a chance because they're all playing better now that they're getting more minutes. Maybe their role, Grimes' role is defined. McBride came out of nowhere like this. This is fantastic, and they're putting up the numbers. So you got to give this team a chance. I don't think they need anything. I don't know why mm. still. Well, I, don't, I don't agree. Rich, they're I a mean, little. Rich, they're a little thin down low, and I thank you for the phone call because here's what's here's here's what's going to happen. All right. If the Hartenstein thing starts to wear thin a little bit, and that might be, you know, you're pushing him and he's playing a lot of minutes and he's not as effective. He's durable. The guy's playing like 180-something straight games. So knock on wood, he's still going to answer the bell for you. But whatever minutes that Scotty – or uh, see, you got me thinking Scotty Barnes – that Isaiah Hartenstein is not going to be able to give you at center, 
What's the next alternative? Okay, you could go Jericho Sims, but I don't think he trusts him to play even any more than 15 minutes a night. Then you have the option of going small by putting Julius and having him play the five. But the reason I don't want Julius logging a lot of minutes at the five is because whatever wear and tear and whatever strength he's going to have to exhaust on the defensive end might take away from him down the other end of the floor when it comes to his offense. And I need Julius to score. That's what he's on this team for, first and foremost. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. We come back with more of your phone calls, and we'll get into a little baseball talk. A couple of new Mets that used to be Yankees, actually, met the media today for the first time. We'll hear from them. Grasso Show till 9 on 98.7 ESPN. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. St. John's trying to hang on for dear life here. They got a three-point lead over Providence. 24 seconds and change remaining in the game, so it's a one-possession game. Providence is at the free-throw line, and the kid just missed a free-throw, and tie up who's got the jump ball. He says we're staying here. Jump ball, who has possession? Possession arrow to Providence, right? So they're keeping the ball. So still got a chance here. Um... So we'll see how this one plays itself. They were 20 to 5. They jumped out of the gates, but they let Providence back in the game. We shall see. And as I was saying a little bit earlier, man, I mean, look at some of these. Big East has been a, a, a war this year, as you would expect it to. And, you know, give full marks to the job even Shaheen Holloway's doing out there at Seton Hall this year. You think about the wins that they've had already Providence, Marquette, UConn. I mean, those are great wins. Really, really good wins. And so. March is going to be fun around this area when we have all this local flair potentially competing for a uh, trip to the NCAA tournament. Let us say hi to Tommy in Connecticut, who is up next. Tommy, good evening. How are you? Daniel, what's up, buddy? Thomas, how's things? All good, all good. Uh, Definitely uh, got a kick out of that uh, Raptors coach uh, press conference. You know, him saying Scotty Barnes is the face of the – NBA is like me saying I'm the face of sports talk radio callers. Scotty Barnes is going to be all-star. He's going to be the face of this league. (laughs) (laughs) It is Uh, funny. But uh, just really wanted to talk about um, Wink Martindale. And it's like, of all these, the Giants, I know you're a Jets guy, but the Giants have had all these amazing defensive coordinators over the years why why can't we keep is it because we don't promote them to head coach or is it just you know you look wink you look even patrick graham was great uh steve spagnolo uh, you, you want to go back to to bill belichick it's like we're, we're like we're like a farm system for dcs that just go and do great things elsewhere you know what it is, Tom? I mean, the Giants, when I think of the Giants, and I thank you for the phone call, I, I think, you know, from a historical standpoint, I think defense. Right? Giants are one of those franchises. You think about the history of the team. They're known for great defenses. 
You know, way back when, once upon a time, you really want to date ourselves. I mean, Tom Landry was a guy who was running their defense. I think he turned out okay. You know, so it's just it's always been in their DNA. It's kind of like the Mets. The Mets, they've been known, you know, their history for pitching. Right. You look up and down the history of the franchise like they've had some real, real top flight pitching. Giants to me are a defensive team. Um, You know, a team like the Chicago Bears, their identity historically is defense. Same type of thing. I don't think that's a bad thing. And because, look. You know you're going to have a new defensive coordinator next year, so maybe you strike gold and you get another guy who's going to be someone that is going to be well thought of and maybe goes on to be a head coach someplace else. That's what you hope, right? You want the next guy to have a good enough run to where he's coveted to be some other team's head coach. I mean, everybody in the profession, that's what they strive to be. They want to run their own program. And being a coordinator is kind of like that stop right before up the totem pole to becoming a head coach. Let's say hi to Wes in East Hanover, who's up next. Hello, Wesley. How are you? Oh, man, Dan. Doing well. Good evening to you and the company. You know, so I'm a huge college football guy. Um, Grew up in Alabama, uh, but I'm an Auburn grad, and so I'm a huge Auburn fan. And so today when I saw, as I was walking by the barbershop, that Saban was retiring, I I honestly didn't know how to feel. I still don't know how to feel uh, because – the guy has been an incredible coach. He's been the thorn in my side, but he has been so good to college football. And so I don't want Alabama to succeed, but I feel for Nick Saban. It's so interesting. He's one of those guys that now that, it's, now that he's hanging up, I feel like I'm glad to have been able to be a part of that. But anyway, so I was asking Harvey is, who do you think they're going to try to go for? One of the guys I think of is Lane Kiffin. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has had he has coached there. He's had success at every stop in the SEC where he has been. He seems to have gotten kind of over some of his other things. And so I wonder if Lane Kiffin might be on the list or if you got any ideas, because I know you love your Rutgers football, see if you got anything for it. But uh, appreciate you taking the call, and we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Wes, appreciate it. Good to hear from you. I'll tell you the name that – and I reached out to somebody a little while ago, somebody who used to have really close ties with the program and obviously with Nick Saban uh, when he was there. The name that he threw out, first and foremost, Dan Lanning. And for a couple of reasons. Number one, he's a hot commodity right now, obviously, with the job he did at Oregon, getting them you know, on the verge of the college football playoff. But he was also a graduate assistant at Alabama under Nick Saban. Not to say that you have to have you know, some sort of a link or some sort of a connection, but it, it certainly helps, I think, in that regard. Now, whoever is coveted, you know, in the name that, that, that Wes is threw out there in Lane Kiffin, like, you know, I think he's locked up at Ole Miss for I don't know how many years. I don't know his contract situation. But the great thing about the coaching carousel, more so in college than even in the pros, these jobs become available a lot more frequently in college because there's a lot more jobs to go around. Whenever somebody's name is thrown out in the rumor mill, and that's what these agents do because the agents know how to play this game. They just throw their guy's name out there. Like, tonight you might see a report that so-and-so is a a candidate for the Alabama job. Well, if that guy has a job, you best believe that the agent is then calling the existing AD and saying, oh, did you see that report about uh, my guy being linked to the Bama job? How about we sit here and talk turkey about a contract extension? And then what do they do? They tack on a few more extra years and several millions of dollars on his existing contract. That's how the game is played. 
But yeah, Lanning is the guy right now you take a look at, and he might be the next in line at Alabama. Danny in Long Island up next here on 98.7. Daniel, how are you? I am doing fine. I want to talk NFL football, but let me just say that you never want to be – I wouldn't want to be the coach that has to replace Saban because there's nowhere to go but down. Right. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaces the guy. And think, because, think I mean, about what, what's and think about what's happening, Dan. You're going to have that situation quite possibly in New England too here in, in the next uh, little while. And in and, and, and Saban's case, I know Belichick's not hanging around – don't hang around the program being an assistant because you're just going to overshadow. Let the next guy do it. Disappear. Go to Tahiti for a year. Don't be broadcasting the games, doing television shows where you're criticizing the guy. Let the guy breathe. You're a Hall of Fame coach at, you know, and just retire. Don't stand over the shadow of the guy who's trying to do a job now. So anyway, but moving on to the NFL, we've completed our 17 games, a wild season, the year of the backup quarterback, and somehow my Pittsburgh Steelers are in. Yep. Uh, a couple of things about the NFL, and we all know it's about money, and they don't really care about the people, the fans, whatever. I always hate when they have one warm weather possibilities, and they make Kansas City play at eight o'clock at night when it's going to be minus seven. They're going to make people go out like there are roads. The state of Kansas, or Missouri, I forget what it's in. I hate my geography. They may declare a, a, a winter emergency. You're not allowed to leave. Your Dan, house. Dan, so, can I tell you something? That's where you what? and I disagree. I love that stuff. Oh, I love to watch I love, it. And but that's the why. The state of Missouri might declare a winter emergency and not let people travel on the road. Oh, I. but but you know what, Dan? That's that's what home field advantage is supposed to be. So, like, look, you got a team from South Florida against a team from Kansas City. I want that. I want them to pump ice underneath the field if I'm Andy Reid to make it even more cozier for the Chiefs. All right. Well, that's, I, I, I agree with that, but I don't like to do it for the fail. I, I, you know, it's. It's going to be inhumane to, to sit down. Oh, I, I, what about the game? That I agree. Dan, I agree because, look, for how many years, playoff games, no matter what, you know, championship, games were at 1230 and at 4 o'clock. They were played during the day. We didn't have night playoff games. Well, now we got a Monday night game. We're talking yeah. about a competitive disadvantage. You're going to have a team play Monday night. May have, may have to play. Now, there's no way they can make the winner of the Monday night game play on Saturday. As far as my Steelers go, you know, Buffalo did not play great against Miami. Buffalo did not play great against the Patriots. The Patriots quarterback threw about three interceptions in the first half, hands in the game. So they're, they're not playing as well as people think. Do I think they're going to get the job done? Yes. Now, the weather in there is calling for 30-mile-an-hour winds consistently with gusting to 50. Good luck punting. Good luck field goals. Good luck throwing anything over five yards. But their quarterback could run the ball like 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 a Clydesdale, yep. and that might be enough to get it done. Mason Rudolph doesn't move. We have a, we have a better ground-and-town running game than Buffalo, but their quarterback is their ground and pound. So if the weather's bad there too, I think you're looking at another low-scoring game. And I think I would be shocked if the Steelers win because, as I said to the call screen, it's great that they made the playoffs, but who's our quarterback next year? Who's our coach? There's all kinds of things that he might walk away. And for those people who thought I was crazy saying it was time for Tomlin to go, he's been here long enough, Mike Vrabel has the same record as Tomlin the past seven years with one AFC championship appearance and three playoff wins. Tomlin's zero and zero, and Pete Carroll was fired. So sometimes you're just there long enough, and it's time to have some 29 year old coach with the protractor and the new calculator making all kinds of plays and just infusing fresh blood. But it's all it's all up in the air now. We don't know what's going to happen after this game. Little bit different situation though, uh, Danny. And I thank you for the phone call. You know, in the case of Seattle, you know, Pete's 72. Like I said. Um, 
Paul Allen was the guy who hired him. He's since passed, so his sister is a, a, who is now taking control of the franchise there in Seattle. Um, the Tennessee situation with Amy Adams Strunk. Um, I'm trying to remember. Was she the... Well, they had a different GM. They had John Robinson there who had ties to the Patriots, who Vrabel was familiar with. And then he got bagged out. And so Rand Carthon was hired as a general manager. There were a lot of things that didn't seem to line up there. Really, ever since they traded A.J. Brown away, it seemed like things were headed in the opposite direction for the Tennessee Titans. But nevertheless, Vrabel's the top coach. I don't know if I don't know if Tomlin's gone. And I think that this is one of the best coaching jobs he's done to get that Steelers team with all the issues they've had, the moving parts, the drama, how many different quarterbacks. You win 10 games and you make the playoffs. I know you never want to approach it this way, but if I'm a Steeler fan, especially going into the game without T.J. Watt, where they're 1-10 when Watt doesn't play in his career, this is a gravy game. Like, if you lose, you lose. Like, the only thing that could, you know, anyway, all it could go is up. They're not expected to win the game, and I really don't think you could be all bent out of shape if you're a Steeler fan if you lose it. But what Dan was saying about the weather, he, look, he's spot on, but the NFL doesn't care. They don't. Because it looks great on TV, it delivers great ratings when there's bad weather and, and fans are out there freezing their ass off. You're sitting there on your couch, you don't care. And they don't care. But it's not like it's not like they're putting a gun to your head though either. You don't if you're a fan, like you don't have to go to the game. You don't have to pay the money to go to the game. Because let's face it, even throughout it's not like this is something newfound for the playoffs. Generally speaking, the better games, the best games are either 4 o'clock, prime time, and that means cold games, bad weather games. Now they have flex football to make sure that the best games are played at night. It doesn't matter. But as a fan, and this goes for all 32 teams, you don't have to go. Nobody says you must go to the game. You could choose not to. This is the Dan Grasso Show on 98.7 ESPN. 90-minute extravaganza, 90-minute vehicle tomorrow. We go till 8 o'clock, and then we have Knicks basketball. The Luka Doncic-less Mavericks take on the Knickerbockers. So the Mets did one of those uh, little virtual Zoomy pressers today with a couple of their new acquisitions, namely Luis Severino and Harrison Bader, guy who used to, who used to wear the Yankee uniform. Uh, Seve says he didn't expect to be a Met. Yeah, you know, I was I was not imagining even going to any team. You know, I was think I was gonna die a Yankee. But you know, when uh, everything came down free agency, I was looking for something that you know kept me the same. Like I said before, you know, same pressure. You know, same kind of feel that can get me going. Uh, you know, with how by outing that would let me know. You know, and I need I need that. I need that in my life. I need people that tell me the truth when I'm not doing good. So that, that, you know, can get me to the bullpen, you know, anywhere that I can go to, you know, to get me better. And I think this is a place. And, you know, when, you know, I saw what they bring to the table and the team that they, they have, that they want to win, people that compete, got me even more to go into that team. And Harrison Bader says, meantime, that familiarity is what pushed him to the Mets. It's definitely nice to have some familiarity from the coaching staff to the players. You mentioned Pete obviously having some years at, at University of Florida. And beyond that, just talking to him around the league, uh, extremely knowledgeable, he's had a lot of success. So it's nice to kind of be back with him. Mendy, obviously, is just a baseball guy. So he's awesome. He's on it. I'm happy and excited for him to have a, a team, you know, to run himself. But beyond that, you know, first and foremost, the most important thing, especially in the position that I was in this offseason, was was opportunity. There's tremendous opportunity with the Mets. Um, they expressed what, what they wanted to achieve in free agency. And I think that they got the player in me. And I think that they hit, they hit just that. You know, I, I 
I can impact, just like David said, on, on all sides of the ball. And Has the Met offseason produced fireworks? Not really. But a wise man once said that there's no bad one-year deals. Right, and that's what the Mets are doing, and you know that it's not going to stay like this for years and years to come, so they're lying in the weeds, resetting a little bit, and you know when the opportunity is there to strike, Steve Cohen and company are going to go ahead and do that. But look, Arizona made the playoffs last year, 84 wins. I expect the Mets to still be more competitive than they were last year. I expect them, once September rolls around, to still be in the wild card chase because you'd have to be as bad as they were last year to not so we'll see how things play itself out here. Offseason's not over yet. Still some big names out there. You never know what could happen between now and then. That is it for us tonight. Thanks to Jordan Renan for hopping on. Thanks to Harvey and thanks to Joe. We'll talk to you tomorrow from 6.30 to 8 before the Knicks. Gordon and Larry up next on 98.7 ESPN. Well, it was the aftermath that really messed me up. Should I even ask? No. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.